What's up, guys? I am your host, Brandon Foster, and you are listening to The Last Podcast. And then you say you heard a saying that said, don't let perfection get in the way of good. And really think about critical decisions that could literally change the path of your life. If you know anything about me, you know that I love, love golf. Are you born a leader or is it developed? I am always just focused on the end game, um, the end result. One, I'm undersized. Five, seven, and three-fourths according to my pro day. Don't focus on the success, focus on the journey. Welcome to the last podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Foster, and you are listening to the last podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your your second, your third time, thank you. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, I'm really just enjoying this whole podcast thing for sure. Today, I'm talking about youth sports. And y'all, hear me out, Okay. I guess my generation of youth sports was just totally, totally different. And now, you know, I've been a I've been a middle school football coach for the last eight years, but I've been a coach for the last nine. And to me, this youth sports stuff is out of control. And so now that I'm I'm, I'm a coach, I've been a coach for a while. Now that I have a son who is playing baseball, playing basketball, and he's kind of experiencing his own youth sports stuff I just I really got some I really got some some real thoughts on this youth sports so like I always do I like to break it down into four quarters first quarter I'm gonna talk about how I was when I grew up when I played youth sports second quarter I'm gonna speak on youth sports as a coach and then third quarter I'm gonna speak on youth sports as a parent and then fourth quarter like I always like to do is I'm just gonna try to give some advice to parents coaches and players because again I feel like I'm on the full circle of this whole athletic life of mine I used to be the athlete now I'm the coach and now I have a son who has his own uh sporting career so sit tight again if you're watching this on YouTube make sure you subscribe hit that like button if you are listening to this on uh or you're listening to this in audio form make sure you hit five stars and leave any type of comments, good or bad. It all makes me better. So sit tight, enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. At Ross Elite Chauffeur Service, our mission is to provide exemplary service while meeting all your transportation needs. We are proud to offer an extensive fleet of luxury vehicles driven by a team of professional drivers with more than 30 years of chauffeur expertise. From airport transportation to wine tours and any special event in between, we'll get you to your destination in superior style. Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. We know what it means to be elite. All right, whew, let's 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 get started. I'm telling y'all, when I when I was so honestly, I had my entire outline planned for my, all my podcasts this first season. And when I got to youth sports, I was like, boy, I can't wait to talk about youth sports. And I think I was more excited to speak on it from from the perspective of being a coach, but I'm not there. So I'm just, I really want to start off about how it was for me growing up and just honestly, like how much it's changed. So for me, let's see, I, I, I my first year, let's see, I was in second grade. Well, I take that back. I was in first grade when my dad first put me in organized football. And to this day, for some reason, I can still, still remember we were in Grand Prairie. I don't know what park this was, 
We're like, hey, son, we're going to, you know, try, try this football team out, blah, blah, blah. And I remember they gave me this little sweep, and nobody touched me. I was out of there. I felt like, I was like, dang, I'm, and again, this is my first time to organize football. You know, nothing like in the neighborhood, but I got that little sweep, and I was like, ooh, we like, okay, cool. I can be running back like my uncle was. Cool, whatever. So I I, I remember playing, I want to say it was for the, uh, let's see, I want to say, was it the Falcons? I had to go look at these old pictures, but I want to say it was the Falcons. So I played that football year, and my dad came to me at the end of the football, or, you know, when it was time to start again, he was like, hey, son, you want to play football this year? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I, I I really just didn't want to play. And my dad was like, all right, cool, which is crazy because, like, thinking about how my daddy was, I'm surprised. He was like, no, nah, boy, you, your ass going to play some football, boy. But he's like, nah, he, 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 said, he said, cool. So then next year came around, and it was time to play. We had moved into our, our new home at the time. And he's like, hey, son, you want to play football this year? And I was like, honestly, I was like, yes, I do. So, um, man, playing for the Tigers. And, boy, I'm telling you, like, my experience with the Tigers was was to this day. I, can, I, I think one of my top performing uh, posts on Facebook was a picture, our team picture for the Tigers. And, I mean, we had – we had probably about 300 comments, just us going back and forth about how it was. I mean, you know, Coach Ed, all of our coaches just growing up. And just remember, I can just remember that really, for me, established, like, what football was. And they gave me the nickname Turtle because, like, to this day, bro, like, I really have no neck, which that's why, like, I be getting low-key jealous sometimes when I see these dudes in they suits and they get to wear these bow ties. Bro, I cannot wear no bow tie. Like, bro, that bow tie would be at my bottom lip because I, I have no neck. So they used to call me Turtle. Cause literally, like, my helmet would just sit on my shoulder pads. I was out there looking real weak until the boy out there had to skirt. Them boys couldn't catch me on those sweeps. They wouldn't tell my turtle then. I was I was the opposite of a turtle. So, my, you know, my experience of youth football was just, like, I, I we played at a certain time of the year, and that was it. And I did I did this from from third grade all the way up to sixth grade when it ended. And I can say I can always just – like I have great members of playing for the Tigers except the fact that we can never beat the Highlanders and I never won a championship. And I can just remember every game I scored a touchdown, even though my boy uh, Zach or, or, or Omar, them boys, always somehow they always got two touchdowns. And for, uh, it was crazy is it's like the first time I would touch the ball, it's a touchdown. And then I, I run the same play – and get tackled, or oh, I couldn't get a touchdown. I averaged literally one touchdown a game. That was it. So you know my, and again, that's that's the only thing I played was football. Or and I take that back. I did do summer track. I, I mean, let me tell you this about this summer track. First of all, shout out to all these coaches and players who do summer track. Because first of all, we live in Texas. It's a thousand degrees in Texas, but on a track, it's like double. So if it's if it's a hundred degrees temperature wise, it's two hundred degrees on the track. At least it feel like 200. So shout out to all them crazy summer track coaches because there is no way in hell that I would want to run track. So I did that one time. And I can remember, and this might have this might have been at UT, which is crazy. But I can remember just my parents coming in. It's, it's funny, it's funny because this is the only summer track meet that they came to. But and this is the only track meet that I can remember. So I might have been done with it after that. But I can just remember waiting all day just to run like the hundred. Man, there's like literally like 32 flights of trying to, you know, just to run a hundred. And don't get me wrong, I know I won my flight, but I remember thinking like just sitting there in the stands with an umbrella, 
looking at my mom and daddy like, I am miserable. Why do I want to do this? It's it's hot. I ran summer track one season, and I don't think my dad even asked me that I want summer track because he probably was like, he was like, nope, you ain't doing it. And I had no issue with him saying no to track. My youth, my youth experience was just strictly, strictly football, and that's it. Now, do I agree with that? No, but I'll, I'll, I'll get on that in this next quarter, which brings us right into it. Second quarter, I'm going to talk about dealing with youth sports as a coach, and I got some real raw feelings about that for sure. Make sure you stay tuned. Again, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, hit that like button, and here's a quick intermission. Yo, it's your boy D Brown, aka Scooby Juice from They Don't Want Me to Be Great. And you're listening to The Last Podcast with Brandon Foster. Let's get this started, because this is this is a part that I've been waiting to talk about. And so I'm gonna give you a little background. If you don't know, I've been coaching middle school football for the last eight years of my teaching career so I feel like I have some really valid feelings I'm let you know right now if you're a parent you might not agree with me and you might be a coach and you might not agree but just from my experience with dealing with middle school athletes if I can be just 100 with y'all I cannot stand youth sports and I'm gonna clarify it like this I just feel like and again this is this is from my experience now so hear me out I just feel like there's so many coaches that fail these athletes and it's and it makes it so hard for me as a coach when I get them in seventh and eighth grade to really really change their mindset because I feel like the toughest part of my job is honestly is to give a kid enough confidence and belief in himself that he can go out there and be the best athlete he can be. And it's crazy is because I usually deal with one extreme or the other. And one extreme is I got the kid who is who is just flat out gifted, but he's damn near un- uncoachable. And then I have the kid who has the most potential, but then he doesn't believe in himself. And every time I'm like, hey, man, did you did – you, did you play? And they're like, yeah, I played for so-and-so. And I'm like, dude, like these kids didn't just all of a sudden have this have this mindset or have these attitudes all of a sudden. It pisses me off when I get a kid in seventh grade and he has he has more ego than somebody that plays on Sundays. And it took the longest for me to how to learn how to, to approach some of these kids without telling them, bro, first of all, it's seventh grade, so chill. You ain't going to the league tomorrow, bro. And it's just one of those things where it I feel like it's it's the it's the culture of youth sports, period. And I know in football and the, the where I get a lot of my kids from, there's you know, there's a there's a league and there's I don't know, I would say there's ten teams and out of those ten teams, four teams are good. And the rest of them teams are trash. And then, but then when you really look at how some of these teams are even good, it's because they have four or five, or not even that many, three or four skill position guys who are just flat out better 
and they can go dominate. Like, of course, if you get that one fast kid and can't nobody catch him, like, he's going to be really good. But that sucks because, one, okay, you're going to use up that kid's ability so fast. He, he He's going to dominate. He's going to do what he's supposed to do. And, it's, again, that's not his fault. But I don't understand why the coach can't put him to the side and say, hey, you know what, son? Right now it's easy. And sometimes, like, coaching is just through conversation. Because don't get me wrong, at the end of the day, a coach's job is to put his players in the best position so they can be successful, period. I get that. But you can tell the coaches who have actually took the time out and say, hey, you know what, son, right now you are the best. So right now I'm not preparing you for right now. What I'm preparing you for is, hey, when you get to middle school, these are what your coaches are going to be like or this is what they're going to expect. Because that's what I do as a coach. And I tell kids all the time, especially my kids, one, I don't care if we win or lose this game because, for one, I don't win through you and I don't lose through you. Like, what y'all do on this field, if y'all win, I'm happy for you. I ain't happy for my damn self because I don't, I don't get paid any extra or any less depending on if you win or lose. It's my job as your middle school coach to prepare you for high school, period. That's it. That's my job. They, didn't, they don't say anything about I need to make sure that you win before you go to high school. I need to make sure that you're experiencing losing. It just says it's my job as a middle school coach to prepare you. And I feel like the toughest part of my job is just really fixing the mindset of these athletes. And and it comes from parents, too, and it comes from youth coaches. And, I, again, I think some of these youth coaches, and I, I don't know, some low-key, I don't even want to call some of them coaches, some of these daddy volunteers who get on these teams and little JoJo them, you know, so fast, we're going to put them at running back, we're going to put them at quarterback, and they're just going to run all over the team, which is cool for JoJo them. Because he out there balling. But, you know, what about the five O-linemen kids that's out there that y'all don't pay no attention to? And then when we get them, they just feel like they – they or they don't feel like anything. They just have no clue about what to do. And, again, I'm, I'm talking about the kids who are actually – who are play youth sports. I'm not talking about the kids who just got to middle school and they never played organized sport. I'm not talking about those kids. I'm talking about kids who grew up playing youth sports. And how I feel like coaches are ruining a lot of these kids. And, it, I mean, I'm telling you, it just it just pisses me off so much because I'm telling y'all, we, we, we setting them up for fair because this is how I go. And, I'm again, I am like 100% on these, not necessarily predictions, but it happens every year. So I get a kid who was dominant in Little League. So Little League usually stops at sixth grade. So then they get to me in seventh grade, and now they play for their middle schools. And little JoJo was out there. He cold-blooded. And, of course, he's going to come in seventh grade, and he's still going to be little JoJo. He's still going to be balling. You know, he's still he's still going to be doing his thing. But then what happens is once little JoJo get to eighth grade, and I don't know what it is from seventh grade to eighth grade, but something happens over the summer where some of these kids who were just not that good all of a sudden become these man-childs, and they, and they become faster and bigger and stronger. And then for some reason – you know, little JoJo, I guess he just, you know, he been balling for so long that now he gets up to eighth grade, and now all of a sudden, little JoJo is just all right. He ain't really that good no more. And it's crazy watching these kids go through this little transition when they realize, like, like damn, I'm really not that good anymore. And then they become uncoachable. Then it becomes, oh, coach don't like me. 
Then it becomes what my daddy said, I'm playing the wrong position. And I'm telling you, it is the worst experience ever as a coach. When you can tell, when you can look at some of these kids and say, bro, I already know how it's going to go for you. And I'm one of them coaches. I just keep it 100 with my kids. Like, look, bro, like, yeah, you great right now as a seventh grader. I'm going to challenge you to be good next year because I see it every year. I've had some really – I've had some studs who straight ballers. And you know what? Some of those kids are like, all right, coach, I believe you. And they go out there and grind and make sure that they can still separate themselves when they're eighth grade. But most of them, they don't believe me. And then they get to eighth grade year, and it's like, oh, dang, you was right, coach. Then all of a sudden, they ain't even the quarterback or the running back no more. Then it's all, well, coach don't like me. Well, I can't wait to go to high school. And then they get to high school, and it's the same thing. And then I look up, and it's their, it's their sophomore, junior year, and they're not even playing football no more. When, honestly, if the youth coach would have, one, prepared the kid mentally, it, like, it would have made my job a lot easier, period. I'm telling you, like, I feel like that's the worst thing ever is, and I say youth sports, but I guess I'm specifically speaking on youth football. And I feel like another thing, and it's not, it ain't, here's the thing, it's not just on the coaches. Honestly, a lot of this stuff falls on the parent. And I know when I was growing up, like, we played we played football from a certain amount of time. Then you know what? If you want to play basketball, you play basketball. That was a that was a certain time of the year. And then you had something track. Then it just rotate. And, like, now I got kids who playing. They play on my middle school team. Then they got this select football shit. And that's exactly what I'm calling it. And they playing on – so they playing on two teams. But I'm like, where in the world is it okay to play on two teams? Like, I'm for y'all. I have I have kids who will leave my practice and go to another football practice. Like, as a parent, tell me where that's okay. There is no way you can convince me that playing on two football teams is okay. Physically. Period. Like, there's there's no way that that's like you gonna finish like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's really it's really gonna allow him to get better faster. Like, no. Like, you know how they get better? It's called offseason. It's called training. That's what they're not playing twice as many games, twice as many practices. And I and I have kids. So, and, and, and then here's what that corrects. Because, of course, in school, there's no pass, no play. And it's like, all right, maybe their grades is okay. But now, you know, they do something in school. We got to check them. We're going to take away some playing time, would have sent them out. And they be hitting us. They be giving me that look like, I don't care. I'm going to play Saturday anyway. So then it's like, now I got to deal with the kid who, I can't even hold him accountable as a as a player because he has another outlet. Parents, if you listening to this or or whoever listening to this, you know somebody that's doing this, but tell them to listen to this. Okay, you are setting your kid up for failure, in my opinion. I you can't not convince me that that's safe. Or that's not wearing down your kid's body. Period. Like they don't even do that in the league. You see the players right now complaining, the owners wanna they wanna add games, and the players are like, no, nah, we good. Like, how about we shorten the preseason and then keep playing these regular these regular season games that we're doing? So they don't even want to do it in the pros where they're getting paid. They don't want to add extra games. But yet, somehow, we have parents who think it's okay to have their kids in both uh, youth, both in their middle school and in youth sports. Like I said, I got a partner who's a select football coach. And I, I don't tell him for like, man, bro, I, nah, I do not feel no select football. Now, here's the thing. If they're doing it after our season – Great. To be playing on two teams during the same time, that's that's flat out ridiculous. Period. I feel like the toughest 
part of my job is just really fixing these broken athletes because their mindset is different. You know, it's the like I said, it's either the kid who's really good and you can't tell him nothing, or a kid who has some greatest potential, but he don't believe in himself. And again, the kid that don't believe in himself, that's because when he was in youth sports, the coaches didn't pay him no mind. Because again, they on winning teams, and again, I feel like a lot of parents get blinded by well, oh that team winning, but at the same time, is it about the team winning, or is it about that coach actually developing your kid? Because if it's about developing your kid. We don't really care about them, them them W's and L's right now. Don't get me wrong. When I go into a game, I'm expecting to win. I coach to win. But at the same time, if we lose, I'm not I'm not losing any sleep. And I don't know. And I tell kids this all the time. I don't know if it's because I feel like I've been a winner my whole life. But I don't need y'all to help me feel good about winning or losing. I'm more about preparing y'all. One, you got to learn how. You got to know how to lose. But at the same time, I'm going to teach you how to prepare how to win. So... I'm telling y'all, like, if there, if there's, as a coach, if is there something that bothers me to the core, it is youth football, period. All right, so, again, as you can tell, I'm just very, very passionate about youth sports. And, again, I probably highlighted the bad side. Don't get me wrong, I've had, I've had a lot of kids – who their youth sports has has helped them, but like I said, so many times where where it's just a, it's a frequency of it's the same thing and it's not the right thing. Like I said, I have some I have some kids who got some, who have great coaches, but a lot of times when you get these daddy volunteers who are out here living through their kids, but like bro, you didn't make it past your JV year, but you out here you won't look you won't look John John to be the next Deion Sanders, like bro, um. Like little lit John John be little John John, bro. Like what's hard with that? It's hard enough, and again I see it all the time. It's hard enough that these kids want to impress their father or they whoever. But now you gotta put you gotta put all this unnecessary pressure on him. To where eventually when I get them, they weak, broken. So telling y'all, man, we gotta we gotta find a way to hold these coaches. More accountable, but at the same time, uh, mamas and daddies, we we, we got to do better. And I'm gonna say we, cause I'm a parent. I'm a I'm a parent of a of an athlete too. But we got to do better. That brings since I'm talking about we now as parents, that's perfect. This is a perfect little segue into the third quarter. So we're gonna do a quick little halftime break. And again, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like. If you're on audio platform, you know, Apple, Spotify, my website, whatever. Make sure to leave a comment, and if you got some suggestions, some thoughts, shoot them at me. Let me know. Here's a quick little break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. At Ross Elite Chauffeur Service, our mission is to provide exemplary service while meeting all your transportation needs. We are proud to offer an extensive fleet of luxury vehicles driven by a team of professional drivers with more than 30 years of chauffeur expertise. From airport transportation to wine tours and any special event in between, we'll get you to your destination in superior style. Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. We know what it means to be elite. All right, all right. Let's jump right back in to this. All right. So now 
I want to I want to switch it up. Now I want to speak from the perspective as a parent. And I feel like it's crazy because I remember when my wife told me she was pregnant. The first thing I was like, well, I want a boy, period. Because, again, I wanted my son to – I just wanted an athlete. Like, I don't know why I felt like as a, like if I had a girl, that there's no way she could be, be an athlete. Like, there's not a basketball or there's not softball or there's not volleyball. I don't know why in my mind. I just, again, I was like, you know what? I want a boy. We're going to grow. We're going to be playing catch, football. I mean, it's just a football thing. Like, yeah, I want another little little football player, little, another little beef boss running around here playing football, which is crazy because, one, I don't even allow my son to play football yet. He's only played flag football, and I swear he, to this day, he can't wait to play football. But I feel like, you know, my experience of, of being a parent and having a kid who's in youth sports is, oh, it's been, I can tell you it's been different because, for one, I always tell myself the main thing is I was not going to live through my son. I think that's the – honestly, that is the main reason why I haven't let my son play sports because I, I told myself, you know what, I do not want to put the pressure on my son to try to have to follow my footsteps. Like, and that, it's crazy because as soon as you have a boy, like, oh, he going to play football like his daddy? And I'm like, nope, he ain't playing football. And at first, a lot of that was because I didn't want him to have to experience the, the hurt and pain that I had to go through once football was over for me. So I was like, I, it was really more of a protection mechanism for me. Like, no, nah, I don't want him to go through that. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to even – put that dream in his mind, then I think, you know, of course, in a lot better place. Now, now it's more about, I really just, I want him to create his own path. Now, eventually, is he going to want to play football? Of course. And he may be 10 times better than me, but I didn't want him growing up and him have to hear, oh, you're going to be like your daddy. You're going to be like your daddy. Like, nah, bro, he gonna, he's going to be him. If he wanted to play, if he wanted to be the next gamer on YouTube, fine. You know what? Just be good at what you do. So, I really didn't care. You know, what sport he did, I just always told myself I was going to make sure that, you know, I did not live through my son, especially with my past disappointments because it would have been easy. Like, man, I feel like I didn't make it, so I'm going to make sure I push my son even harder so he don't have to necessarily go through it. But I just kind of told myself from the beginning that I was not going to be not live through my son. Because I feel like that's one thing – I know that's one thing my dad didn't do. He always just pushed me like, hey, you're going to go out there and be the best football player you can be. And maybe it was a little easier for my pop because he a hooper. I don't know. But I never got the sense that my dad was trying to live his dreams through me, so I never had that pressure. So shout out to you, pops. But, uh, but man, I'm going to tell you this. Like, no, so my son plays baseball. And if if there's a one crazy youth sport out there that's even more crazier than youth football, it's baseball. So – Parents, shout out. If you're a parent of a baseball kid, I don't know how you do it because between these coaches and some of these daddies, I'm going to tell you this. I've seen more dads who live through their kid than dads who I consider like me who just out there to support their kid and go out there and get better. Because at the end of the day, that's what it should be about. You should just want your kid to go out there and get better. Like, honestly, why would you care about your son being the best eight, eight-year-old out there right now, the best nine-year-old? Cause, you know, I live, I live, I, and, I, and it's crazy because I always try to find myself, like every time I feel like these dads are be living through their kids, I, I hate them with that. Yeah, bro, I just don't really want my son peaking at eight years old, eight, nine years old right now. Like, I don't see no scouts out here yet. You can tell you, when you say that sometimes, they look at you like, like what you're trying to say, and I'm looking at them like I'm saying exactly what you think I'm trying to say. You're just trying to be, you know, not rude about it. And it's just one of the things like, bro, like, why does it matter so much to you, and and for me, 
and don't get me wrong, I, 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 I'm hard on my son, but I'm more, I'm more about attitude and effort. Like if I read, if I can see bad body language, like I'm pissed off. Like I'm, I'm giving him that look like, boy, I beat your ass right now. Like you better get it together. Or if it's a, you know, like if you just feel like your son don't have, like it's not, he ain't showing that effort or that belief. But if my son, you know, strike out, I'm more looking at how he going to respond to it more than like, yeah, he struck out. And don't get me wrong. I want my son to go out there and crank that joker every time. Like I want you to knock that dang white ball smooth over the fence. But again, if it don't happen, like I'm, I am okay. But you'd be surprised how, and again, I'm speaking from baseball because again, this is, I'm speaking as a parent now. And from what I've seen, like it's low key, like you feel bad for some kids because you can see like their fear of like disappointing their parents. And don't get me wrong, like I have, I, and I'll admit, I, I have one of those sons where if he messes up, the first thing he do is he looks for me. And like I used to be like, bro, like, Yo, coach talking to you, uh, like, bro, you just struck out. Go sprint back to the dugout. Like, now nah, he's looking at me to, to see what kind of response I'm going to give him. And I used to make him kind of feel bad because I'm like, like, so don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, boy, this boy, sorry. Like, I'm like, bro, you know you could have did better than that. But you can see those kids who's, whose dad put that, like, pressure on them where, like, you know what? Like, them kids feel like my daddy don't even love me. Oh, mama too. Oh, mama too. I ain't, this ain't just no daddy thing. I don't seen mamas too. Like, oh, my mom and dad don't love me because I didn't do good. And I'm like, bro, it is not that freaking serious. And I don't get me wrong. It's crazy because I've come across a couple of dads who who played, you know, either collegiate level or, or they played at a professional level. And you can always tell, and this is through my experience, and it's not true, it's not 100% true, but you can always tell the dads who played at a high level and the dads who wanted to play at a high level. Because I, every dad I've met that played at a high level, specifically in baseball, like b- baseball is just a little different. But like the few dads I met who play like college ball or pro ball, like their their mindset is like mine. Like uh, they're nine years old. Like I really don't need them to be good. Like I really just need him to be to know his basics. You know how to swing a bat. You know how to turn his hips. All that good. All that good baseball lingo that I have no clue about. And that's what I need him to do. But the dads who like really didn't do much. And again, I'm and I'm saying it's like not talking down on them, but like, hey, their career just didn't go past high school per se. Like those, most of the time, you know, half of the time, those are parents who be so hard on their kid. I'm like, bruh, like it to me, it's just, it's not that serious. We talking about nine and 10 year olds. So like, honestly, it's funny because honestly, I can be 100 y'all because I, I know my wife know this, but like baseball is the worst thing ever, and these we out here in these tournaments, and it's like only time it becomes fun is when my son is pitching or he's batting. Like I mean, one time we got an argument because she's like, "You just be on your phone the whole time." I'm like, "Cause this shit boring." Like, I like I just have no interest in baseball to begin. But I'm out there supporting my son and just trying to to be a good dad. But it's just one of those things where, like, to me, baseball is just, to me, it just ain't that fun to watch. Like, don't get me wrong, I've been in a couple of baseball leagues. That's fun. But to sit there and watch. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really there just to support my kid. But I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Because here's the thing, like, when I'm at these games, I'm like, park coach, 
and I'm like part dad. So I'm I'm really just like I'm watching the kids and I see a, I see a kid with bad body language. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have had that. He said he would have he had to run after that. Like it's more like. You see, even coaches letting, letting these kids get away with so much stuff. I'm like, see, and then that's why we got to deal with certain stuff when we when when they come meet their middle school coach. Cause I'm like, dude, y'all letting them get away with it right now. Like, y'all ain't making them hustle. Y'all, they don't run. You don't make them say yes, sir. I'm like, bro, there's like there's a a coaching like way of like you need to prepare them for middle school. And if you middle school, you need to prepare them for high school. And I like, that's one thing that. Luckily, my son has had some good coaches where, like, nah, you don't do it right, there's going to be a consequence. Because to me, that's what coaching is. Like, hey, I'm going to show you how to do it. You're going to pay attention. You're going to do it. And if you can't do it right, you're going to keep doing it. And if you can't do it right, it's going to be – you're going to keep doing it. You're going to have to do something else because you can't do it right. But it's like now, it's like, well, again, so many – and I call them them DVs or daddy volunteers because they're out here chasing all these – especially in baseball, like, I'm sure it's like this in football too, but it's baseball. Like it's all about trying to get rings and playing these tournaments everywhere. Like baseball is crazy. So a part of me is like, I can't wait to just he gets to middle school, he can play football. But then another part of me now that he's playing basketball, I'm like, at least, at least you know it's a little bit more action. But at the same time, it don't it don't change basketball either. Like it's the same DVs, daddy volunteers. You know, it's the same. Dads and moms who are like yelling at their kids, doing all this stuff, and I'm just like, like man, you know what? Like just let that kid make it. Like we focusing on the wrong thing as a parent. Y'all more worried about the performance of the kid. When honestly, you should be trying to build just a mentally tough kid. Cause I'm telling y'all, these kids are gonna get to middle school and they gonna come across a coach like me, who gonna get in their ass. Who's gonna push them? I'ma love them, hug them, I'ma, but I'ma push them though. And guess what? Some kids love it, and then some kids it takes a long time for them kids to adjust. And don't get me wrong, I don't, I'm not a one size fits all coach, so I know some kids I can yell at, I can cuss at them, I can, you know, rough them up, or some some kids I gotta just talk to them. Like, hey man, this is what I really need you to do. Like, hey, I believe in you, do it, do it. So you do have to approach certain kids a certain kind of way, but there's also just some kids who just can't be coached. Because they asked, is this been baby? But again, that's like that's a that's a parent issue. And I feel like a lot of that comes from and again, I'm in I'm in the I'm in the ghetto, so a lot, you know, I'm, what I see might not happen all the time or happen in every and you know, every youth league. But what I see a lot of times is when, you know, little one is cold, he good, you know, mom and daddy let him get away with this stuff because, you know, little one gonna go out there and ball out on Saturday. When honestly, you setting up, you setting little one up for a failure, especially when it's to get to middle school and there's no pass, no play, and these teachers don't play, and then they be in, they be in for a shock, like oh these teachers don't like me, da 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 da. So parents, and this is gonna be a, this again, this is a perfect segue into the next quarter, where honestly I'm just gonna give some advice to parents, coaches, and I'm gonna give some advice to to players, although they might not necessarily listen to this podcast. Hopefully, if there's a coach, a parent, mama, I hope they let you listen to this fourth quarter. So, again, make sure subscribe, like, hit those five stars, give me some 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 ratings on this podcast, and that's going to lead us right into our fourth quarter. So, I'll be right back.
Florida. Let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna make sure I try to finish strong here. I'm sure for a little bit. Kind of got on my little soapbox. But again, I just feel one, I just hope hopefully what y'all take from this is I just want to hold everybody accountable because at the end of the day, we're talking about the future of kids and we're talking about honestly the mental wellness of a lot of these kids too. Because because again, a lot of kids like myself wrap wrap what they what they're able to do around how they see themselves. So I feel like if 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 we got the right kind of coaches, we got the right kind of parents, our kids' future is so much brighter and so much better. For me, it's more about just making sure we give these kids the best chance possible through what they love to do. Because at the end of the game, at the end of the day, I love the game of football. I love I just love sports. And it is a great, great outlet and opportunities for our kids. But if we fail them as coaches, we fail them as parents, then they're going to fail because we've set that path and that road for them. And if we don't do our job, then it's going to be, it just makes it harder for them. From a coach's standpoint, you know, my advice to parents is, you know, remind your kids that they're not just an athlete. Get into the habit of calling them student athletes. Because like I tell my kids all the time, you know, I teach leadership and a lot of these kids have aspirations to go pro, which is great because I'm never going to tell a kid that you can't go. But what I do what I do explain to them is the process of how all that stuff happened. Up until you're a professional athlete, you're going to be called a student athlete. And student being first for, for a reason, that's the most important. Make sure that you are building these kids to be well-rounded because that's another. And, again, and what's crazy is I was one of these kids. I remember getting in seventh grade, and I couldn't pass. All of a sudden, I'm like, and it reminds you now, I grew up first through sixth grade, never failed a class. Then all of a sudden got to seventh grade, and I lost my mind. Like, like I couldn't go out there and pass a class. So I just started telling these kids now that you are a student athlete. And always, always teach and talk to your kids in the perspective of you preparing them for the future, period. You got you a young kid now, tell them you hard on them right now because this is how it is going to be when you get to middle school. Coaches ain't going to play because when, when I get them, I'm going to tell them, hey, this is how high school is going to be. When high school gets them and they have that chance, they're going to tell them, hey, well, this is how college is. Because what you're doing is you're preparing them for adversity and you're preparing them so they'll be able to, to, to handle it. And it doesn't matter, honestly, what kind of coach that kid has. If he has a parent at home, whether it's just the mom, whether it's the dad, or whether it's both parents or whoever raising that kid, you need to be able to tell your kids need, needs to be able to handle adversity at any cost, because that's all that's all sports is. That's what makes us who we are. Is we're able to to handle adversity at a moment's notice. I just I just think it's important that we set we set these kids up for success and not failure. So just being a hundred percent hundred percent with them, and you know one I was of course make you know make them feel that you believe in them because if you if you are a parent of course you believe in your kid, but you know make sure that they don't, that. The kid don't feel like you only believe in them because of what they do on the football field or the volleyball court or the basketball court. And I say that because, again, a lot of these kids find find value in what they do, like I did, not necessarily in who they are, but in value in what they do. So you can start telling them, like, hey, this is just a part of you. Hey, you, you, you are a student athlete. Hey, you're smart. You happen to be really good in sports. Remember, this athlete is a small part of you. So make sure that you're building the whole child, not just the athlete. Because I feel like that may be the biggest problem as a middle school coach to deal with is, 
having these kids to see themselves as more than just an athlete. And I make sure that you build up your kid in the sense that they are more than just a football player, basketball player, volleyball player, whatever sport they they may be. And all right, coaches, I'm just I'm, this is I'm just gonna be blunt. If you are one of my listeners and you know some youth coaches, p- please send them this podcast. And if you're a good coach, and, and the thing is, you good coaches know when they're good coaches. They don't have to be told they're good coaches. So you're a good coach. Don't even listen to what I'm about to say. But if you if you if you only coaching to brag on about how many games you won, bro, quit. Because you 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 doing you the one you doing the kids a disservice. Because I can promise you this, I remember more about the coaches I had in youth sports than how many games we won. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I know we was good and all that. But I, what, I, what, what I can tell you is that I know that my coaches made a positive impact on my life. And it had nothing to do with how many games we won. Um, coaches, and then, you know, you have to look yourself in the mirror, man, but, but you out here winning just because so you can brag, bro. Like, keep it moving. Because you, 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 you're doing – you're not doing the kids justice, period. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing this for anything more than just the kids, you're you in it for the wrong reason, period. Like, if, you, if you're out here doing it for the accolades and you ain't even really coaching, like, why are you doing it? And that's the thing. Like, I feel like, especially with youth sports, because it's, it's so easy to do. You get one or two studs out there that can just flat out – who flat out faster and stronger than everybody, and you, you can just get a bunch of role players, then it's easy to look at yourself like, oh, yeah, I got to – you know, I got a good team. That don't make you a good coach, though. Like, if you ain't got coaches out there that's actually like teaching everyone, not just your, not just little little John John out there that's just balling. He's naturally gifted. When you didn't even coach that talent, he just had it before you, before you got him. You need to be out there teaching. And again, I know my I know my sample of kids is small as just in Grand Prairie, but I do get kids from everywhere, and I get tired of tired of seeing these kids who, one, either don't believe in themselves, or two, they believe in themselves so much, it's like you can't. Now, as a coach who's been there, done it, I I can't even coach them or reach them because their head's so damn big. But then what happens is they get the A grade. They ain't that good. No, they ain't as good anymore. Then they get to high school where it get real, where everybody becomes good, and then they can't handle it because, you know what, we done patted little, little John John on the back so much. We never, we never humbled him. We never prepared him for the future, because honestly, that's what you got to do with kids who that good. You prepare them for the future. You tell them like, bro, you good right now, but I'm trying to prepare you for when you get to high school so you can be just as good. Coaches, if you ain't out there teaching, keep it moving, bro. It's easy to go out there and, and put a fast kid at quarterback or put a fast kid at running back and let him go run around. That's easy. That's not coaching. That don't make you a coach. But if you out there. If you're a little league coach and you out there preparing your kids for middle school, then now you now you coaching. You teaching your DBs how to backpedal. You teaching your running backs how to take a handoff. You teaching your quarterbacks how to throw a ball. Now you teaching. Because it's easy to tell the kids who've been coached. But it's very easy to tell the kids who just was on a team and they was winning. But here's the thing, though. Parents, you got to hold the coaches accountable. Because it was one thing I can't stand. I hear this stuff all the time, especially in the stands. What y'all coaches doing? Y'all don't know what y'all doing. When it's like, you know, and then this is me because, you know, I get a little attitude. Like, for one, your little boy, your son ain't that damn good anyway. And that's okay. Because you know what? He don't need to be that great right now. But, again, they so used to 
They was playing these little, on these little youth football teams. And the team was so good. See, but what you didn't realize is your son wasn't getting coached. You were just on a good team. So then we got to have these little – waste our time with these little conferences. Well, I don't understand why he's not he's not playing or – and all this other stuff. You know, he started he started the last three years and he's in youth sports. Oh, that's cool. It don't look like it, though. Like, we won all these games. Like, great, you're right. You won all the games because y'all got three or four players that can run. That can, that's, that's fast. Not because the O-line was blocking great. So, stop being fascinated, parents, by – how much a team win and go out there who who getting coached? Because honestly, you preparing for the future. You should care less about how many games they win when they was little. If the team was that great and when they was in middle school, you need to be looking for coaches who can coach. And again, I used to think that like if you couldn't if you didn't play football, you couldn't coach. But that ain't true because you can be a good you can be a good coach and not necessarily play the position to play football. The parents hold these coaches accountable, that they're out there teaching your kid so they can actually reach their full potential. So that's my that's my spill on that. Now, lastly, I just want to give a lot of advice to kids out there. And this is coming from, this is like coach perspective. This is just, this is just be foster talking at this point. No matter what, whether you got that parent who is overbearing, who is just, you, you know that they're kind of living through you, like you know your dad, didn't necessarily make it, so he, you know, he pushing you or whatever. For one, only play the game if you want to play the game. Period. Like, ain't nothing worse than you out there playing because somebody wants you to. That's the worst thing you can do. So if you ain't out there because you want to, then you gonna have to man up or woman up. And just stay straight up. I don't want like this is not what I want to do, and that's okay. Because once you say that, you can go out there and go find something else that you love to do. So that's my that's my that's the first and main thing. Make sure whatever sport that you in, make sure you're doing it because you want to. If you don't want to be out there, then don't go out there. Don't do it. Cause that's that's the those are some of the hardest conversations I've had with kids where I have to convince my I have to motivate my kids and convince them to go tell their dad that they don't want to play. And again, parents, even if your if your kid's one of those, it ain't because he's scared. He just don't want to play, and that's okay. Kids, if you don't want to play, just just be honest. Say, hey, you know what? Dad, mom, I don't want to play. I want to do that. Or, you know, I don't want to play football. I just, can I just try basketball? Do something else. Honestly, that's my only advice for kids is really play the game because you want to, not because somebody else wants to. Now, once you once you commit to that, here's the thing. Just be coachable. Right? You don't know more than the coaches. Because if you did, you'll be a coach. Go out there, be coachable, do your best. And, again, honestly, here's the, here's the secret. You don't need to be the best until you get to high school. Because you don't know how many times I had a kid who was on B team. He's an eighth grader on B team. By the time he was a senior, he got a D1 scholarship. What you do in middle school or how good you are in middle school really doesn't dictate how great you can be in high school. So that's why I have such an issue with youth sports because as parents, we put so much stock into – when our kids are 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And that's why, I, that's why I always love to tell these dads, like, hey, I don't need my son to peak when he's in fourth grade. I need my son to peak when he's in ninth, 10th, 11th grade when there's somebody that can actually make a decision that can influence his future.
That's why I need him to be his best. Like, ain't nothing would be worse for me to look at one day and I look at my son's room and he got all these trophies when he was, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old. And then all of a sudden he gets to high school and he gets most improved. Or, even worse, he don't even like the game. He's burnt out. He's by, his body's tore up. That would be the worst thing that could happen. Not even necessarily about the accolades, but just all the time wasted because I invested so much instead of just letting him kind of find himself, let him commit on his own. Because parents, honestly, the only thing we should be doing is supporting. That's it. But I damn sure don't want my son peaking when he's in the third and fourth grade. My son right now don't even necessarily want to play baseball. But I'm making a decision for him to play baseball because I want him to be a well-rounded athlete. So he's going to play all the sports at this point. So when he does, when he do get to middle school, high school, he's just going to help him be a better athlete. Because I just believe that the best athletes play multiple sports. So players, just go out there and do it because you want to. And if you're going to do it, make sure that you commit and you're, and you're coachable. That brings me to the end of this podcast on youth sports. Again, I know I got on my, on my soapbox, but as a, as, a, as a coach, I'm telling y'all, man, there's, just some, there's some stuff that just gets under my skin, and a lot of it starts with youth sports and some of these daddy volunteers that I just – I just despise because, again, at the end of the day, it's not about making my job easier. It's about giving these kids a chance to be successful. And if, if it starts young, if we – it's just like on the first day of school. Like if a teacher come in with a mean mug face, I ain't, about, I ain't about that, them kids great the rest of the year. But if you could try to come in and you that cool teacher, them kids going to run you out Them kids going to run you out of school. I, and I feel like that's the same with sports, with, with coaches. If you go out there – and you coach these kids up, you know, you teach them how to how to handle being coached hard, how to be loved. All it does is set them up later in life so they understand how it all is supposed to work. That brings me to the end of the fourth quarter. Again, if you're on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe, you like this video. If you're on this audio platform, make sure you leave five stars on the Apple Podcast or Spotify. Make sure you still follow. And most importantly, share this channel. This channel is for everyone and it's not just for not just for players, it's for parents, it's for coaches. It's for whoever. Until next time, I'm your host, Brandon Foster, and you are listening to the last podcast where it is the only time it is okay to be last.